0: You're listening to Time in the Word. In Revelation chapter 16, the chronological list of prophetic events is continued. In this message, Dr. Gonzalez will focus on the second, third, fourth, and fifth bowl judgments. As a result of these judgments, the world will experience the death of every remaining sea creature, all remaining fresh water on the earth turning to blood, the intense suffering caused by the sun bringing terrible heat on the earth, and a supernatural darkness over the kingdom of the Antichrist. In Mark 13:24, Jesus Himself said that during the tribulation, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not shed its light. Let us listen as Dr. Gonzalez continues his study on end times prophecy. Well, we started looking at uh, last program the first bowl uh, judgment we have already concluded the seals the seven seal judgments we have already concluded the seven trumpets Uh, now we are in the bowl judgments and we are in we looked at bowl number two but we will go look at that one once again because i don't think we actually really finished talking about it in revelation chapter 16 and verse 3 uh, John said the second angel poured out his bowl on the sea and it turned into blood like that of a dead man and every living uh, thing in the sea died. Now in addition to the fact that we've already have, had bowl number one and bowl number one was in essence inflicting all of those who have rejected God and who have worshipped uh, Satan, and who have taken the mark of the beast, they were inflicted with incurable sores, very painful sores that could not be cured and Moses had uh, shed light on 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 how devastating it was to have those uh, sores on them now, in uh, bowl number two, we find that the remaining sea creatures are are, are die during this judgment. Now we know that a third of them uh, died during one of the trumpet judgments, and as a result, a third of the sea had turned to blood. But in this particular case, the remaining living sea creatures die and. And, and the, the death of these sea creatures causes the ocean, in essence, to turn into blood like that of a dead man, says uh, John. Now, uh, this judgment, the reason for these judgments that we're looking at now, if you remember in one of the seals, and I believe it was seal number five, uh, it may be number six, uh, the. Blood of the saints who had been killed, who had believed during the tribulation and had been killed because of their allegiance to the word of God and to the testimony, to their testimony and to their relationship to Christ. They had cried out for God to avenge their death. Well, this series of judgments is in part uh, God avenging indeed the death of the saints and the prophets. Whose blood was shed uh, during the tribulation period uh, uh, that we saw in chapter 6. Now, the pouring of this bowl will have devastating, of course, devastating effects not only on the planet, but on nature itself. I mean, I don't, you know, we can sit here and talk about uh, what is going to happen, but I don't think any of us can actually. Imagine how bad that's going to be. I mean, uh, you know, most of planet Earth is 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 water. And to think that most of planet Earth is going to turn to blood and all the living creatures that inhabit most of planet Earth are going to be dead uh, is just unimaginable. But nonetheless, it's going to happen. And you, we can speculate as to what the consequences will be to planet Earth earth Uh, and again this is a global uh, event the tribulation period affects every single human being who's living on planet earth now in Revelation chapter 16 and verses 4 through 7 now we find bowl number 3 and this is what John says the third angel poured out his bowl on the rivers and springs of water and they became blood Then I heard the angel in charge of the water say, You are just in these judgments, you who are and who were the Holy One, because you have so judged. For they have shed the blood of your saints and prophets, and you have given them blood to drink as they deserve. And I heard the altar respond, Yes, Lord God Almighty, true and just are your judgments again as i said just previously these judgments in part are God avenging the death of the saints and the prophets of those who were found unto the altar crying out to God praying to God to avenge their death. And clearly, in this passage, we're specifically told that God indeed carries out that vengeance, uh, revenge for the death of the saints and the prophets. And we are told here that in spite of the fact that there has been a prolonged drought on planet Earth, according to Revelation 11, chapter uh, chapter 11, verse 6, in spite of the fact that there has been reduced uh, fresh water around the world, because we know one previous judgment had already turned a third of of, of the of the, uh, fresh water resources, uh, had contaminated it, had in essence poisoned it, that if you drank of it, you would die. Now we are told that in spite of the drought, in spite of the reduced supply of water around the world, the remaining sources of fresh water now were turned into blood. Now, obviously, needless to say, all the living creatures that live in fresh water will die as well. And that may be the very reason why the fresh water, the rivers and the lakes around the world will themselves turn into blood. Now, think about the compounded devastation now that you have as a result of the previous judgments and now this judgment. Listen, the world one, will have the stench of so many living creatures that have died as a result of just these two judgments alone. You can still take into consideration all the previous judgments. Now think about this, there's going to be more disease around the world, there's going to be worldwide dehydration, and listen, don't take that lightly. There is no water to be had all the water all the fresh water supplies in the world have either been contaminated or have been turned into blood there will be a worldwide uh, dehydration and with they won't even be remember they won't even be able to clean the very source that uh, 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 source that have been, they have been inflicted with by the first bold judgment this is going to be utterly devastating for planet earth and for those who are living in uh, uh, the world at that time and again this is the consequence that the world must deal with as a result of them killing the saints and the prophets now bowl number 4 Revelation 16 verses 8 through 9 this is what John said the fourth angel poured out his bowl on the sun and the sun was given power to scourge people with fire they were seared by the intense heat and they cursed listen to me and they cursed the name of God who had control over these plagues but they refused to repent and glorify him listen to me now, it is not impossible to believe that the sun's heat will at some point be so devastating to humanity that it will literally sear or scourge people. By this time, only imagination can tell us the the. Earth's condition as a result of all the biological and all the chemical weapons being unleashed. Think of the damage to the Earth's atmosphere that has occurred as a result of the nuclear and atomic weapons being uh, 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 flown all over the world to blow up entire regions of the world. I mean, at this particular point, it doesn't even take God to do something supernaturally for the sun to cause the kind of damage it's going to cause. At this stage of world history, and we're at the closing months of the tribulation period, by this point, what man has done to earth has caused the earth to have no protection over what over the the heavenly bodies, such as the moon. At this particular stage, the sun will beat on planet Earth, the atmosphere will not be there to protect human beings, and it won't take much for the sun to literally scourge people, burn people, in essence, to death. And remember, at this point, there is no water all the water has either been contaminated or all the water has or the remaining uh, 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 sources of fresh water have been turned into blood imagine the scourging heat of a sun beating down on a planet who has no atmosphere to protect it anymore and you can't even draw a glass of water from anywhere in order to bring relief to the sores you have to the heat that you're experiencing to the burning of your body listen at the closing stages of the tribulation period the world the physical world the, the physical earth has been so decimated and so devastated by the natural disasters by war by weapons being uh, deployed all over the place that at this stage planet earth simply doesn't have the resources that it has had by the grace of god uh, f- throughout its existence to protect people living in it the waters polluted man will find literally no relief from this intense heat imagine other possible consequences that may come from this intense heat listen think about this that intense heat is going to cause all polar ice caps to melt What do you suppose will happen once all these polar ice caps have melted? The sea level will rise to the extent that entire cities and regions around the world will be literally submerged underwater and a water that has been turned into blood and is absolutely has all the living creatures that have died in it. Think of the ramifications that a beating sun has on a planet that has no protection against it so you have ice caps melting causing the seas to rise and entire cities islands and perhaps even countries themselves will be submerged under that water Now, the text makes it clear that these judgments come from God in spite, listen to me, in spite of people being aware of that fact, rather than repenting and seeking God's face, they blaspheme him instead. John said, they were seared by the intense heat, listen to me, and they cursed the name of God who had control over these plagues, but they refused to repent and glorify Him. I I don't know what to tell you. Other than a depraved heart and a heart that has been hardened by a person's refusal to acknowledge God as the sovereign Lord of the universe, as the creator of all things, as the almighty, is a heart that will experience the judgment of God. And listen to me. Whatever these people have experienced up to this point, whatever these people will experience in the remaining days of the tribulation if they survive, Cannot even be compared to what these people will experience once they have appeared before the great white throne judgment and they have been cast into hell forever. Let me tell you something, folks. And, I, you know, I, I, I'm not, I, I'm not a, a fire and brimstone preacher. But let me tell you something. Hell will make the tribulation period look like children's recess time. Because hell is the worst kind of torment, and a torment that endures forever and ever with no end. Hell is a place where God is no longer present ever. And the greatest pain comes from the fact that there's a knowledge of a permanent, eternal separation from the very presence, mercy, love, and Grace of God. As bad as the events of the tribulation period are, and as much suffering as humanity will experience during the tribulation period for those who refuse to acknowledge the living God, for those who refuse to repent. For those who refuse to accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, they will yet experience a worse torment that will never, ever cease. And listen, if I am one who loves you as I am called to do, then my obligation is to preach to you the truth of God's Word so that you may be able to make a decision for Jesus and give your life to Him. Nobody will ever convince me that this world has something greater to offer than what Jesus Christ offers when you accept Him as your Lord and Savior. If you think really that the grass is greener on the other side of the fence, on the side of the world, you have been deceived by Satan himself. As a matter of fact, I tell you this on the authority of the Word of God, if you're physically alive today, but you are not yet born again, you are not living, you are merely existing. You're nothing more than a dead man or a dead woman walking. It is now, the Word of God says, that God has given you. Now, the time is now for you to turn to Christ and to trust Him as your Lord and Savior. What He offers, He offers at no cost to you, though it cost Him everything what he offers to you he offers to you freely all you need to do is repent of your sin acknowledge Christ for who he is ask him to forgive you to save you and to bring you into a personal relationship with Him. If you do that from the sincerity of your heart you become at that moment a child of the living God and you have passed from death unto life and there is therefore now no condemnation for you who are in Christ Jesus. And you become exempt from the atrocities that the world will experience during the tribulation period, and most importantly, you will be delivered from hell forever to live in the very presence of the Almighty God, your Creator, your Redeemer, your Savior, your God, whether you acknowledge Him or not. And that's an important point to make. Because many people seem to think that if they don't acknowledge God as as God... He somehow ceases to be their God. Well, I've got news for those people. God is still their God whether they acknowledge Him or not. God is still sovereign over them whether they acknowledge it or not. And the fact is, there's proof to that every single day. You wake up and you breathe the next day. That breath that you take is not guaranteed. You cannot guarantee yourself that breath of air. God gives it to you by His grace and mercy whether you acknowledge God or not is irrelevant he is still God and he is still your God whether you spend eternity in his presence is another story but even then Christ loves you so much that he gave his life so that you may experience his right now and forever now back to the bowl judgments bowl number five Revelation 16, verses 10 through 11. This is what John says. The fifth angel poured out his bowl on the throne of the beast, and his kingdom was plunged into darkness. Men gnawed their tongues in agony and cursed the God of heaven because of their pains and their sores, but they refused to repent of what they had done. I mean, my God now notice a couple of interesting things this bowl is actually poured on the throne of the beast this bowl is poured literally on the throne on the kingdom of Antichrist and as a result of the pouring of this bowl on his kingdom his kingdom is plunged into darkness And it says here that men gnaw their tongues in agony. How would they not be gnawing their tongues in agony when they are experiencing the sores on their bodies, the scorching heat, no relief because there is no water? And you know what? Instead of turning to God, they this is interesting to me. They not only curse God, but in essence they curse God because of what they're experiencing yet they fail to realize that the reason they're experiencing what they're experiencing is because of their very refusal of their acknowledgement of God this is what John says men gnawed their tongues in agony and curse God of heaven because Of their pains and their sores. Man continues to refuse to take responsibility for his own actions like today. They reject God, they refuse to repent, they curse God, therefore God judges them and they're mad with God when they brought it upon themselves. Isn't it the same today? I mean come on, when things are good, We love God. When things are good, we praise God. When things are good, we smile, we laugh, we dance. But when things go bad, we tend to turn to God. But if God tends, if God apparently fails to listen to us and things don't go our way, we start cursing God. And oftentimes the reason we find ourselves in the ditches and the holes and the suffering that we find ourselves is because we have brought it upon ourselves. And what a slap in God's face when we ourselves bring judgment upon ourselves because of our sin and then have the audacity to blame God for the consequences unbelievable, but we do it all the time. God is the God of goodness and James tells us that all good things come from God. If you're a Christian and you sin, you will still have to deal with the consequences of that sin. If you're not in a personal relationship with God, then it's a whole different story. All you're experiencing is the consequences of a life without Christ. And the funny thing is that we all have the capacity to make a decision not to do certain things in life in spite of the ability to make that decision, particularly Christians. We do them anyway. Then we are chastised by God. We face the consequences for our sin. And instead of repenting, we curse God and blame Him. How insulting and how arrogant on our part. But anyway, it's interesting to see that this bowl will bring supernatural darkness over the kingdom of Antichrist, over his entire dominion. Jesus himself said that during the tribulation period in Mark thirteen twenty four, he said, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light. Human beings will gnaw their tongues in an attempt to alleviate their suffering which has been caused by sores, drought, and fears. And yet men refuse to acknowledge God.